There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. It is March 28th. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. It is a very busy week in not just soccer, but all of San Diego sports. And to help us navigate this uh, atmospheric river of information is our uh, producer, John Cross. John, how are you tonight? I am doing very well. I'm not sure if that atmospheric river is a compliment because last time you used that in a very different way. Well, there's another there's another one coming. Uh, they call it uh, okay. a bomb cyclone. <laughs> so we're just going to drop bomb cyclones of supporter group information on uh, this vast audience tonight. And um, also helping us along the way is the newest member of the Bum TV uh, Rolodex of experts and hosts, it is uh, Sal Ariano. Sal, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good, man. I'm glad to be here. You know, glad to uh, talk about uh, locals and, like you said, an atmospheric river of information and, and stuff we got going on today. But uh, glad to be here, uh, Mr. John. Good to see you guys. Nice to see you. All right. So, yeah, we like I said, we are getting to a bunch of stuff. We have, um, well, first of all, we have a match Saturday we're going to talk about. We had a match last Saturday that we're going to talk about. Um, there are special events that we need to talk about, including uh, a certain team or a couple teams from uh, England, the, the motherland, um, coming over this summer to play a very meaningful game with their uh, third and youth teams uh, in front of uh, a, a, surely to be a sold out crowd of multimillionaires, uh, given the ticket prices um, and uh <laughs> And a special announcement coming tomorrow about an event much closer in time. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, you're listening to the Loyal Locals podcast. We also have the uh, Locals Lounge coming up uh, if you're watching on stream. That is after this show. That will be at 9 p.m. Pacific. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, it is the next podcast in your loyal locals podcast feed so if you uh you're listening in the right order if you if you're on this one and you haven't heard that one yet you're that one and now you're listening to this one you're probably very confused but uh we're glad to have you so all right john let's let's get started what is first on the menu sir um well let's uh talk quickly i guess about our match in sacramento i mean do we little... really have to it was i mean it was <laughs> so long ago i feel like we've all moved on the team's moved on fans have moved on what, what yeah, happened at, in sacramento at, at the very least we should probably give a shout out to coke for uh being up for save of the week this week it, it was certainly was not nice. not a great performance overall with the team but um uh, Koke came up with more than one fantastic save to at least keep it uh, to one goal 
in that match. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, um, you know, watching that and Koke just blocking. I mean, the entire, you know, Sacramento side thought that was going in. I thought it was going in too. And, you know, his strong arm came out, blocked that. And I was just like, yes, thank goodness. I mean, you know, whatever, you know, the results didn't kind of didn't hold, but the, watching that happen was, was great. It was awesome. I know we all cheered. <laughs> Yeah, did you go to a uh, a watch party, Sal, or were you watching? You weren't in Sacramento, were you? No, no, no. I was in. Uh, I went to Fair Play actually and watched the Fair Play with uh, with you know a few other uh, locals that were that were there also. And um, it was a cool cool little atmosphere. I was there with Jerry, uh, Dylan, a couple other other folks. Um, and um, yeah, you know, we we tried getting some chants going on and, and showing our, our love and support for the team and um, trying to send that positive energy over there. But uh, you know, it wasn't enough, but uh, yeah, definitely Koke deserved uh, an applaud. <laughs> you know, I had to watch it on my laptop in a hotel room in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, let me just say, that's bad enough. But then <laughs> whenever uh, there's not a, a W at the end of the experience, you know, it's it's pretty depressing. You know, you look up from the laptop screen and all I have around me is the, the barren wasteland of the <laughs> Arizona desert. Um which, you know, I'm actually going to go back this Saturday, but I think we're going to get to that a little bit later. Um, you know, the thing about that match that uh, just I keep kind of turning over in my head, I, I woke up in a cold sweat last night uh, dreaming about it, was um, our, our number nine, Conway, missing a goal that, well, I feel like it's harder to miss than to make it. Um, what, what was that? Uh, what did you see there? Oh man. You know, I, it's when I watched that, I, I think it was happy Gilmore where I think he was saying tappy tap, tappy tap, <laughs> you know, and it just, I, I, you know, when he took the shot, you know, he, he should have just lobbed it in, man. And I, he was, I think he, if you, I looked at it again afterwards and it looked like he was trying to hit the corner, little, little sharp corner or something, but he just, he overshot it, you know, toward it, and it just, it, it didn't go in and it, it was just like, man, come on, you know, we can't, especially for a team like that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be at the top of the table at the end of the season. At least it looks like at it from, from this vantage point right now. And we need to win these games, man, and not make mistakes like that. So I, I, I hope, you know, you want to see it's a learning experience, but it really isn't. It's just a screw up <laughs> and, you know, you hope it doesn't happen again. You know, let me tell you, I'm one thing I'm very good at is uh, reaching into my bag of excuses. And I've got a, a couple of them <laughs> in there for you because we were missing the, the captain of the team, uh, uh, Charlie Adams uh, was not in the game. I suspect he has some sort of uh, malady, uh, uh, an injury perhaps uh, that's not confirmed, but uh, I think he did go down last week and he didn't play. So um, I think that he's, you know, uh, a key part of this team and under normal, normal circumstances would have been on the field. So, uh, you know, of course, that's part of the game and um, part of the reason why we're all optimistic about the depth of this team this year uh, because these injuries happen. But um, also, it, you know, one thing that Sacramento did was uh, they really um, it. I was watching it at one point um, on our attack and they just had like it was like their whole team in in that back third and like maybe one or two attackers slightly forward but they really just jammed everything up back there and made it really difficult to get 
any sort of movement or lanes uh, on that attacking third. Now, that's not an excuse. It's your job to, to break that down. But um, I, I think for a performance on the road, it's only 1-0. It's, it's still zero points, but uh, it's not, you know, it, it could have been worse. And yeah. it's not exactly a sign of a team on the decline, right? There wasn't anything that really uh, a red flag or anything from it. Certainly. All right, well, sorry, go ahead, John. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm going to pull this up here from John Morrissey from USL Tactics. This is the current ranking. Even after our loss, we held our Ooh. position at number two. Do you think that's fair? It, I mean, you can see the calculus there because it was on the road. Um, I don't, I don't see how anybody deserves to be over San Antonio necessarily. Um, they're still the champion, and they are still riding an unbeaten streak. I think of six games um, going into last year's championship run. Um, so I don't know, um, but I don't watch Louisville. I don't watch Eastern Conference teams. I don't think about Eastern Conference teams. I barely acknowledge their existence, so I don't know anything about Louisville. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think I, we're a little lucky that Louisville lost 3 nothing yeah. in their match, so that probably helped us keep our spot. But I think it really – I know we'll talk about the Phoenix match later, but I think what happens this weekend will – will tell us and the team and everybody else a long way of, of where we really are, how we respond from this game. Sal, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's really super early in the season, right? You know, we, we came out of two, two wins and we were expecting to, 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 to win this game too. And I mean, I don't know, maybe we do belong up there, but uh, um, I, like you said, next weekend is another game. And um, you know, that these, these metrics will start, uh, being defined a little bit, a little more clear, and uh, I hope we come out on top and and and, and deserve those, those those top spots that we're we're being ranked in. You know, I really like the beginning of the season when we have such a small pool of data to go through because I can make crazy claims like, "Oh, nobody's ever going to score right. a goal on us. We're <laughs> exactly. never going to lose." Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Look at this tracker. So you know, it's really disappointing when like reality starts setting in and you start getting a longer example of, of performances. But I do. I will say, and hopefully this is the last word on what happened in Sacramento, but um, that performance and that result doesn't completely uh, erode uh, my supreme confidence in, in this team uh, going the distance this season and having a lot of success. Yeah, and if I can just add one last thing, you know, and I when I was watching the game, we looked horrible. I mean, I had, I had a few beers in me. I had thought I lost my phone, and I was, you know – frantically looking for it and so i sat down to watch the game and then the, you know it happened and i'm like you know i was watching i thought it was horrible watched it again and we weren't super bad but you know, like i said those small mistakes just stand out they're glaring you know and so um yeah you know it, it's the sun has you risen know, the field wasn't possible. so good people were slipping and sliding everywhere that, yeah exactly that bodily uh i think it was bodily right that slipped he was like trying to catch the ball he slipped he fell caused a corner and then which caused a, a free kick and then the goal. Right. So just, just stupid little mistakes, but you know, like you said, it's not nothing to define a season or, or anything like that. And I, I'm looking forward to next week's game, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll come out with three more, three points. Speaking of next week's game, uh, what do we know about Phoenix rising? John, what are your thoughts on Saturday's road match? 
I I think it's going to be a tough match. When we talked about this the other day, I think in the lounge, uh, one of the previous episodes, that was the one I was more worried about because Phoenix hasn't played since they played us. It's their home opener. You know, I, I think they're going to want payback. I think it's going to be a tough match. I do think we are a better team right now than they are. Um, I, I think we should take the match, but it's going to be a tough test because it's they're really going to want to win that game. This is, you know, when we talk about derby games, it doesn't matter where if one team's significantly better than the other team. It's it's going to be a fight, I think, in this match. I, I still like our chances. I think we have good chances, and we we also get up for playing Phoenix. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic so yeah there is a going to be a i think a healthier contingent of loyal supporters in the uh stadium uh the uh i think it's the what is that what is phoenix's airport pda no that's portland p sky harbor sky harbor so the uh sky harbor field which is where uh phoenix plays um at the airport um between takeoffs and landings there will be a soccer match uh because they put their stadium right there <laughs> cool and we're going to be there i think a lot of uh, folks are going to be there um i think this is a good time to plug the discord where all of this organizing is happening if you are a member of the locals paid or unpaid there is an unpaid membership option you are welcome to join us in the discord um where these riveting conversations on this topic and many more um, are occurring constantly because there's a few people who are in the discord constantly ready to debate the finer topics of <laughs> this and many other, <laughs> other subjects. Um, and we welcome all of it. Um, that's where you're going to get the latest information here, the, the latest uh, rumors and um, also get plugged into the uh, latest and greatest um, ticket opportunities. Um, there's a, a few things happening or that did happen. Um, I, I think, John, this is a good time to talk about the reality TV soccer team coming to <laughs> San Diego in, in this summer. Um, oh, and a different soccer team too. Um, yeah. I, I know there's the one from TV then there's another team coming. I think a lot of people uh, like that team. Um, Sal, who who's who's playing uh, Wrexham? Oh man, chest. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's there's it's Salford? not the blue one. It's the red it? one from Manchester, <laughs> right? Or what is it? I can't remember. <laughs> it, it is the mighty Manchester United. Um, I'm not sure if they are bringing their U15s or their I don't know who they're bringing, but um, <laughs> it Manchester is a youth United team, Legends I believe. Team, right? The Manchester United Legends team. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, to be determined. Um, so let me just say, because it's already officially the tickets go on sale tomorrow, Wednesday. That is the 29th of March. But um, I'm not to not to uh, discourage anybody from, from going for the tickets if you are able to go for it, but they released these tickets yesterday, uh, pre-sale 
If you are a loyal season ticket holder, you got an email from the club with a code to buy your ticket. And yeah, if 24 you were, hours. if you were watching your email and you went in during that first half hour, one hour that the code went out, you were able to purchase a ticket at a, an inflated. That, that's what people thought were a little pricey. I was complaining because I was like, what is this? Like the cheapest <laughs> ticket is 45 bucks. Like, come on. So I got the uh, cheapest ticket at $45. And um, I was complaining about how pricey these tickets are. And then like a couple hours deal. later, <laughs> man, it went crazy. The same, the same ticket was like 150 bucks. Because uh, Ticketmaster did the thing that Ticketmaster does, and it started putting these surge prices on the tickets. And um, I think yeah, I know that Rexham, the club Rexham on its Twitter account, tweeted out their presale code uh, for Rexham fans, <laughs> which I think are uh, probably mostly Hulu watchers, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> fans. But um, after that happened, um, all of those codes just seemed uh, to not really matter because you weren't getting a ticket for uh, less than a hundred bucks, even in the nosebleeds. And uh, I think that code has expired by now, but um, I'm interested to see what happens tomorrow when the, the general sale goes live, if they've done anything to fix this or if it's going to, the, the public sale is going to start and it's just already sold out. Sal, did you get tickets for the uh, reality no, TV? I, wa I was watching my email because I, I was just watching my email and I happened to see the that email go out and I'm like, ooh, I, you know, and I, I want I want to go watch that that you know that game. I just more so because I live like less than a mile from the stadium. I can walk there. My my son will be in town, and so I got us I got us a few tickets. And um, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever you, <laughs> you might feel, I, I got them in 107, which is like right behind the team uh, dugout. And on the uh, on the west side of the stadium, and um, you know, I thought there were, you know, and you, you mentioned it earlier in the, in the beginning of the of the of the, uh, of the show that a bunch of millionaires bought them, but I wasn't a millionaire when I, when I a millionaire when I bought it, but I do feel so now. <laughs> Bro, you can flip them and become a millionaire. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, and it, and, it, and it kind of sucks for the people that actually do want to because they haven't even start gone to sale for the public for you know to to the to the general public you know like you said it's going to be a lot of hulu watchers and there are people here there are i know some of my friends are menu fans and i hope that they were able to get that that code and and get the ticket but i think um the pitchforks and torches will definitely uh, light up and uh, you know i can't remember what the, the taylor swift fans were i think they were calling the swiftleys or whatever i think we're gonna unite and um protest against Ticketmaster. You know, it wasn't <laughs> even the swifties it was uh yeah the um, it was uh, was Robert Smith from The Cure. He's the one that he like started just going off on Ticketmaster, oh, ripping man. his fans off, and they did something. But yeah, yeah um, truly uh, horrendous uh, ticketing organization. Which you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, the the premier professional soccer league in the United States, the Major League Soccer League, uh, the incredible. Uh, a juggernaut of world-class soccer and, and talent um, partnered with Ticketmaster to be the official uh, ticketing agent for MLS. So, Oh, wonderful. I mean, if you need more proof that Ticketmaster is the best, look no further than MLS <laughs> and Snapdragon partnering with, with Ticketmaster 
uh, on that. It, it's going to be like paying for a Super Bowl, but not going to a Super Bowl. <laughs> It, it's funny, and, and I am curious to see what it's like there because, um, you know, maybe they held a bunch of tickets in reserve for the general release. I, I have no idea how these things work, uh, but um, it's, you know, being, you know, the only matches I go to are, are loyal matches. I don't have, you know, the, I'm not just money bags going to every game possible. So I'm used to a certain, like, a crowd right the loyal crowd mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know who's going to be at this game because this game doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter it's not going to be the the first team from man U. so even if you are a man U fan you're not getting a premier league team on the field you're getting a premier league brand on the field um i'm, I'm sure they're going to wear the same kits but you know you're not going to see you know their stars uh dunking all over uh ryan reynolds's team um i think maybe people who are hoping to get a a glimpse of ryan reynolds are probably going to be there and and that sort of thing it's funny i was talking to one of my buddies and um we're trying to look at the positives of this right because it is an exhibition game wrexham man U. like they'll probably never play each other maybe in a few years down the line and i was looking trying to look at it from uh from a positive standpoint of san diego you know and it's like there are still people on the fence about you know what soccer is or what it means to San Diego not to us because we you know a lot of us have been a part of this for for quite some time so my hope is that when Manu and Wrexham do come to San Diego it at least for those people that are on the fence will at least expose them to what the possibilities are of what we can bring to San Diego you know with the Namelis team with Loyal if they do get promoted or whatever you want to call it so I hope that does shed a little bit of light in there but you know from from your look when you're looking at it just for what it is it's kind of shitty you know know, I I feel like we're I know we've been on this topic for for longer than we planned but yeah yeah, yeah. it's so frustrating as like a soccer fan always having to like uh, be an ambassador for soccer and looking at soccer events is like oh this is one of this is the thing you know we're gonna get like that shouldn't be like in the calculus right like Cheers. That's but so you know, you, you are right that you know this will likely there's going to be a camera crew there. They they're constantly filming a reality show because this is a reality show soccer team, and um, you know them touring the United States is a pretty good storyline. And no matter who they're playing at Man United, like I, I think that if you look at the 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 timing of this this match, times up with when season two of uh, welcome to Wrexham should be debuting on, on Hulu. Uh, so there could be a lot of hype um, from not just the soccer world, but really, you know, uh, surrounding this match. And, and, and I think it'll be a fun place to wear all of your uh, loyal gear uh, to enjoy these teams. <laughs> you know, like, like this. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Hey. Yeah, it's so funny. And I'm sure there's a story here and, and reasoning, but like like loyal don't even play in Snapdragon. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason they're getting loyal jerseys, which hey, I'm that's fine fine with me, but like I'm missing the connection a little bit here because I hope it's a sign. I hope it's a sign. Oh, man. So I, I do want to move on to more email news, uh, John, if you'll indulge me a little bit, because 
there is email news coming uh, to season ticket holders tomorrow. This is very important. Bookmark it. Uh, stop what you're doing. Pull your car over. Uh, get a pen and paper out tomorrow. And, and just uh, to be clear, tomorrow, because we're recording on Tuesday, is Wednesday. So whenever you're listening Wednesday, to this, March the email's 29th. coming out on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, the San Diego Loyal are going to send out to the season ticket members information about uh, Wednesday, April 5th. This is the U.S. Open Cup match with Albion, San Diego. Uh, if you were with us last year during the Open Cup match against Albion, it was up in North County somewhere at some private school on that field. It was a high school stadium. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We, we were popping smoke all game. They let us bring all the drums in there we wanted to. I don't know what the scenario is going to be at San Diego State, but this year that Open Cup match is at the San Diego State Sports Deck, which I think has fewer seats even than that high school stadium. I believe it has 1,200. I, I think that's what I heard from somebody else. You, 1,200 you want, seats at the Sports intimate. Deck. So there's 1,200 seats, but uh, behind the uh, south goal, there's like a big open kind of flat area because there's also a track that runs around the field right. so um when I, i've gone to san diego state games there and there have been you know fans behind that goal like standing so room standing room i don't know if they're yeah. going to open that up um i'm just speculating i haven't seen the email it's not wednesday yet when we're recording this but um 1200 seats um, and uh, I believe the number I saw was there's about 1,400 season ticket holders. So right. when you do the math, and this is not my specialty, but if you do the math, that is fewer seats than there are season ticket holders. So much like uh, trying to get a ticket to a reality TV soccer match, uh, this is also going to be possibly a, a crunch to get tickets. So watch your email, set the alert up. And uh, Sal, what do you think about the U.S. Open Cup? Are you are you excited for this match? I am. You know, I'm just thinking. I hope, um, <clears throat> if I recall correctly, last year's uh, ticket prices might have been handled by Ticketmaster also for that that match against Albion, right? I think they were a little on the on the pricier <laughs> pricier end. So, well, they took advantage because it was the only game that they were going to have fans. Yeah, on. yeah, right. that's that's the one thing that sticks out to me in my mind. But of course, yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to see uh, Loyal succeed in, in the Open Cup. It's the the biggest uh, soccer tournament in the country, uh, in in this country anyway. You know, and um, I hope they're they're able to advance stuff uh, further than, than what we did last year. I think last year we were knocked out by, by Galaxy, right? There wasn't a way trip. Right. Yes. That yeah. Everybody took. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, um, the last season's behind us where let's, let's get out there. Let's, you know, get as many people out there as we can to support the team and, and bring them over the, over the top, over the edge and, and, and get a win. Absolutely. I, I do a couple other pieces of information um, that I do have is that it will be general admission seating, everywhere. And that's how it was last year at the Open Cup match. So there's not going to be a section for anyone. Uh, I heard from Jason Radcliffe that we'll have our banners and drums and whatever we have is going to have to be in the stadium at some point. So that will kind of mark the locals, kind of our 109-ish section, wherever that's going to be, which I'm sure will spill over maybe multiple sections because it's really going to depend on who actually gets tickets to this match. I would imagine the 1,200 seats, however they get allocated, are going to go quickly. Yeah. Um, 
So that's something for everybody to think about. And they're going to have to allocate some to Discord. Albion. Albion will have to be well, allocated right. a number as well. So um, they're right. probably getting fewer seats than the 1,200 available. So, yeah. and then maybe they put people standing room only also in different places. So I, I don't know what fire marshal code is for what they can do out at the stadium there at the sports deck. Um, but pay attention to Discord because I'm sure there's going to be people who, if they're able to get tickets or however they're allocated, there might be people who are willing to trade them or share them or you know sell them, whatever it is on Discord. So uh, keep an eye out. So when that email comes out, and I believe that email is going to season ticket members. So I'm not sure the email is going out to everybody or not. So I'm sure once people who are locals hear about it, who are season ticket members, things will get posted immediately in the Discord, at the very least to check your email as soon as possible. But that's the best information we can give you, even though the game is just for us as we're recording here eight days away, um, and everybody's kind of itching for what to do. I also would like to note that we are tentatively planning a pregame at Eureka, which is just right on the corner of campus there at College Avenue. So all those details will come out through social media and stuff. So I, right now it's unclear if we're going to meet there and march over, which is probably likely. It's about a 12 to 15 minute walk. I, I think it's less than Eureka that. to the sports deck. It's less than that. You just walk by. Because well, uh, Eureka it probably like depends a, how fast we walk as a group. Yeah. Well, Eureka is well. like a five minute walk to Viejas and the sports deck is across the street from Viejas. Yeah. So it, it's right. not going to, it's a short walk. Depending on how much fun you have at Eureka, it could be a much longer walk. Right. Just watch and parking, parking will cost. If you park at the parking structure underneath the field, it's, um, Andrew, you were just looking at, what was it, $3 an hour? Something like $3 an hour um, if you are so, a San Diego State uh, employee or, or student, you can just use your regular pass. But um, there's no free parking anywhere on campus, um, so you cannot... I mean, you can park anywhere, but you do have to buy a pass. Um, passes are, are digital. Uh, I, I think they're still like uh, there may still be like boxes for uh, a kiosk for yeah for just uh, one off guest pass guest parking. But um, I know because uh, I work on campus now, like everything is done uh, digitally. It's not the same as it as it was uh, a few years ago, um, but. Yeah, if you want to park for free, you gotta uh, park across uh, across uh, whatever's the Montezuma across the street. And for anybody who's unaware, I mean, there are tons of transit options. There are tons of buses that get there if that's what you want. There to do is at the an MTS. Station. There's an MTS yeah. trolley stop right on campus. Actually, right uh, right under practically right underneath Eureka. So yeah, <laughs> jump off the trolley. Um, yeah, I mean. There's a lot of ways to get there. Um, speaking of, of getting there, I have to get to Sal um, and your new podcast and uh, some TV show. Please. Can, can I can I jump in real quick? One quick announcement and then we can kind of wrap things up with Sal because there's just one, one thing to go. And that's the Supporter Gaming League. We do have a quick update. They, are, they do have their playoff opponent and they will be playing Wednesday night in their playoff match. I believe it's at eight o'clock. Let me double check here. 
yeah, eight o'clock tomorrow is going to be against Tigers SG from LAFC. So that's for our supporter gaming league team. Get them, Tigers. All right, that's it. Now let's go to Sal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kicking it with, I think it's kicking it with locals, right? Is that what, what we're calling it, John? Kicking it with yeah. locals? Uh, so yeah, it's a new uh, podcast project that uh, John and I have been talking about for a while and one that he's been working on and putting together for a longer while. Um, I, you know, I'm happy to, to join in and, and help out. And the, what the podcast consists of is basically, you know, knowing who, who's in our group, you know, and, and really finding their stories. I think we're like, I told you before in the, the, the pre-show conversation that we had, you know, I, I, during my time as a loyal uh, supporter um, and locals, you know, uh, supporter, um, in parallel, while everything was going on, I talked to you guys about the the documentary that uh, John worked at, the Forever Loyal, you know, and I it was so cool seeing all the, the the background work and everything that was going on because while that was going on, I was also kind of you know trying to do my own thing and 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 being in, not involved but you know wanting to support the team and, and doing doing the th- the best thing I could, and it was cool to see uh, other people that were of the same you know on the same page with me and. Um, that's basically what it is, right? Is, is your the show is uh, going to be talking to people, um, kind of discovering how they became, you know, uh, soccer fans and and uh, loyal supporters, and how they became uh, local uh, members, and or why, and so on and so forth. So, the show will introduce a lot of people within the group that you may have, sh- you know, rub shoulders or you know, put your arm around while you you chanted and and, and sang and, and all that, and um, people that you just might have seen at, at USD Torero Stadium, you know, and that you might. Um, have no idea who they are, but they might be somebody that you're, you you share a lot with, you know, and that's really what the show is all about. And um, I'm happy to be a part of that project. It's kind of, uh, you know, hits home. I'm, I'm from San Diego and um, I've spent, you know, the, I, I've lived here permanently since 90, 1997 was, have been a part of the soccer community <clears throat> since then. And it's, um, you know, my love for the sport and, and the team uh, run deep and just being a part of this group means a lot to me. And I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way, but, you know, getting them on the show to talk about, uh, you know, why that is and just their story in general, you know, that's really what it's all about. It's telling a story of, of who you are, why you support the team and so on and so forth. And John, I don't know. Uh, if, there, if I've missed anything, but I think that's basically the gist of, of well, the podcast. I think you missed something very key because <laughs> as the host of the show, you can never be a guest on the show. So why don't you, as quickly as you can, give us your San Diego soccer story, Sal, because absolutely, uh, this is your introduction uh, on, on Bun TV. So um, sure, as, sure. as quickly as, as possible, what is what is your story then? So I grew up in Oceanside. My I, I was born in uh, Central California, uh, uh, raised in Oceanside, California. Spent uh, you know latter part of my teenage years here. Uh, was in the Navy, joined the Navy, got out in '97, moved back to San Diego, and I've been here permanently ever since. Uh, my son and my family's you know from here. They're, he's born here. My daughter was born here, um, and then so uh, I started. I went back into playing soccer um, in 1997. Took class at San Diego City College. I don't know if anybody remembers Milton. Uh, Salvadoran uh, coach there for San Diego City College. I played with him for a while, uh, played in the leagues in Golden Hill and, you know, all over the city. And um, I tell always tell the story about when Fox Deportes was playing uh, soccer on the television and they were going to cancel it and um, how, you know, there wasn't enough people watching it. So they were going to cancel. They had this kind of like this uh, 
this call in to you know see who like wanted a telethon, to thing. a telethon, right? To get people to call in and, and all that. And I was one of those like they call these told me they're like you're one, one of a hundred people that's called in. We're not gonna we're not gonna play soccer on TV. <laughs> Sorry, man. So you know that was that's kind of like how long I've been a, a part of this. You know, uh, I live in Mission Valley, right down the street from where uh, you know Qualcomm stood and and was you know involved with measure e i've got you know i've already told the story that i got lawn signs in my garage still i got all the placards and all the paraphernalia that was handed out the t-shirt and everything else you know saw that kind of die um uh quietly well quietly however you want to see it <laughs> and then um and then so that you know i and which you know brings me to here and you know i uh got involved with uh the locals you know uh from the time uh, they were trying to start another group and I don't think it had a name. And I got, I remember getting one of the caps that said original supporter 2017, I think was a year. And so that's kind of where my, like where I started to kind of get not involved, but wanting to be a part of a supporters group. And then uh, they had that event at Marina Boulevard, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Mar off Marina Boulevard, the uh, modern times where they had the, uh, where Warren revealed the schedule and all that. It's part of the loyal uh, forever loyal documentary i was there i signed up for supporters group and that's kind of you know where where it, it, you know where i arrived uh here and so um soccer has always been my son plays uh soccer he plays for a um anisa team in phoenix he's actually coming into town i was going to go to phoenix but he's coming into town this weekend um so i'll be watching from here uh, you know um so you know he plays also so we're we're a soccer family and you know, we are team that we follow is Tottenham. We just got back from London a couple weeks ago. Uh, watched West Ham, Chelsea at home over there. And so San Diego's my my hometown team, my little hometown team. So that's kind of in a nutshell um, how or what my soccer story is and how I, I became involved with. Uh, well, as any uh, San Diego soccer fan, uh, the the parallel with Tottenham and enjoying pain and disappointment uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I always uh, really uh, under I feel like uh, when San Diego people support Tottenham or, or Everton, I really I really feel like um, like yeah that tracks like yeah makes sense like most people haven't gone to England to support these teams but I get it I get it <laughs> it's definitely not a bandwagoner club <laughs> I I would like to point out also um, I know Andrew you mentioned that as a host you don't really get to be one of the subjects but actually. Sal is our very first subject of kicking it with the Loyals. I'd like to give a shout out to Dylan Wilson for helping me. We we did kind of an initial interview of Sal. That episode will be on YouTube. It will be available on Wednesday of this week. So that'll be our first episode of kicking it with the oil or kicking it with the locals. And then um, we actually have another person we're going to be interviewing this week, which I'm just going to keep the name under wraps for right now. Um, and that person's going to be one of our other hosts that are going to help out for doing the interviews. So, and that person should be a guest with us next week on the loyal locals podcast. And so, when can people look for this, the first episode? Uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, tomorrow, same day to yeah. watch your emails, watch your emails, watch your podcast feed. And then it'll be up on YouTube first and then it'll be out on the podcast feeds by Thursday. It'll probably come out about the same time. Um, Bums breakdown comes out for the for the podcast feeds so um, john why don't you tell uh tell the folks real quick um because we have quite the uh corral of content options uh for people who really want to just fire hose this club and this supporters group <laughs> into their faces 
um, this fire hose of content that you are key in bringing to them. What else is out there? What's the schedule look like? What can people look for coming up this week? All right. Well, at the moment we have, we're going to start doing hopefully weekly shows for, for most of these. We have the Loyal Locals podcast, which you're watching or listening to right now, which is our, our kind of news magazine show. What you need to know for the locals, important stuff for each week, especially match information. Uh, we have the lounge, which usually airs live at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights, um, which we're getting ready to do here in a few minutes. Um, and that's just kind of our chance to have a little deeper dive and conversation about a lot of the things that are being discussed and talked about within the supporter group, especially on Discord. We have uh, Bums Breakdown, which Max and Dylan have been putting together for a few weeks now. I've been doing a fantastic job at a nice, tight 20, 25 minute show. Yeah, they really... really know their stuff. And I'm saying that because I don't. And so uh, whenever I listen to them, I'm really like, okay, that's why that's why John doesn't want me talking tactics on the show. Okay, I get it. I get it. Now. <laughs> so we have them. They usually come out about Wednesdays um, to give them a little time to process, you know, from our previous match and then get whatever information they need for the next match and put that together. I believe, I know Dylan's in the chat, at least he was, I think they recorded their latest episode tonight. So We'll see if we can get that one up on YouTube tomorrow. It'll whenever Max gets finished with the editing. But Wednesday-ish is when that one comes out. We have our post-game live show. Well, not live for people to be here like we're live right now, but record right after the match, also with Max and Dylan, for home matches, at least now. And then we finally got our interview show going. So I really want to thank Sal for stepping up and doing that and uh, being the subject of our first interview. And now he's going to start taking the lead on doing a lot of these other interviews. Um, and right now we're going to do it as they happen. But the idea as we get our feet under us is to try to do it weekly um, as best that kind of happens, because it depends when people are available. We, we just got to get people's schedules to line up to be able to do the interviews. Part of that, kicking it with the locals, will also be uh, not just looking internally at us, which we're just referring to kind of as meet a local, uh, but also looking at having some conversations with other supporter groups. And we might, we're working out logistics, but we might have our first interview where we kind of get some people from our supporter group and another supporter group and have a little conversation, talk about how we each got started. What are some of our cultures and things we do? What do we do in the community? Those kind of things and kind of learn and grow from each other. So that, that is under the umbrella of kicking it with the locals. And uh, we're, we're hoping to get that piece integrated in there as well. And if things work out, possibly some player or front office interviews will fall under that umbrella as well. So right now we're just, trying to get our legs under us and focus internally. And as we smooth some things out, we'll start branching out with some different interviews. You know, it's really like a fan media juggernaut. When you talk about fan media, uh, not, not legitimate news media, like our, our good friends uh, at two balls of the mic, the legitimate news journalistic enterprise uh, soccer podcast, but the fan media with the, the us yucking around on here, uh, not being, serious journalists um I, I i do feel like we are putting out the best of the best of of that rung of fan media uh to just dis really distinguishing what 
is fan media versus the uh, I think the elite stuff that we're getting from from uh, Tony and and Chiva in in their uh, endeavor. Um, I was got to show I want to be absolutely out. clear that Andrew is not being snarky here. Like we strongly feel two balls and a mic do legitimate journalism here and should be respected as such. This you know, that's not... a problem because I'm always talking out my other other side of my mouth. So when I'm being sincere, it sounds like I'm not. But I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I really am being sincere, um, which um, yeah, I, I think they would know um, were they listening. But um, yeah, maybe. Uh, thanks for clarifying that because I'd hate for it. To yeah, be, I just uh, want to make sure everybody's clear that we, we do <laughs> feel that way. Balls in a mic. <laughs> okay one thing we do absolutely have to get to um before we, we break before the lounge um so apparently i've heard yeah not everybody is going to phoenix for this away game where can we as locals as chavos as as all the supporters want some camaraderie watch these this match saturday against the hated uh rising of phoenix um, where can where can this camaraderie be found? All right, our three main places, which are going to be cons- they should be consistent all year in the South Bay Cabarros. If you have your scarf chain, you get twenty percent off food and drinks. Nice. So that that's our that's our big one. Uh, Fair play is always a place where we're going to be able to go and watch. It will, as far as I know, not be an official loyal watch party there, which I think it was last time. But Fairplay has always been very open to hosting uh, loyal fans. And then in North County Coastal, we have, now, I've never been there, so I've heard people say it both ways. Is it Northern Pine or Northern Pines, plural? Does anybody know? This is like the, the Back to the Future thing. Um, I think <laughs> it depends on which timeline you're on because I've seen yeah. it both ways. And uh, maybe I'm phase shifting between dimensions, but... Um, maybe we never know. It's Schrodinger's uh, bar name. All right. Well, I'm going to make sure I find out the correct um, naming for next time. But Northern Pines, that's where you, if you're North County Coastal, go and meet there. And those will be the three official places. If anybody in East County or North County Inland, oh, someone, Jason just popped up. Breaking, breaking news. Northern Pine. <laughs> Northern Pine. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Anybody in North County, Inland, or East County, if you have a good place, like let us know so we can reach out to people and see if we can kind of cover all our major areas of the county uh, for people to get to a close watch party to hang out with other locals and Chavos and Rainbow Oil and Fiends and anybody else who wants to wants to watch the match with you in a public place. Nice. Awesome, awesome. Those watch parties are always a lot of fun. If you're unsure, haven't come out yet, um, and you are interested enough to still be listening to this podcast, uh, 47 minutes in, uh, I promise you, you'll have fun. You'll make friends, and, and you will be welcomed with, with the group. So uh, if you haven't come out, please come out. If you haven't joined the locals, uh, please do so. There are three tiers, of course. There is the S tier, where you get the uh, scarf and the keychain. Um, there is the, and I'm I'm inventing these. I don't know what the tiers are actually called. Um, there is the, uh, there is the A tier where you get the uh, the scarf chain. It's cheaper. I think it's 
it's less than the other one. Um, and then there is the free option. Uh, the great thing about all three of these options is it gives you that golden ticket into the Discord where you can be the first, among the first to know when uh, reality show uh, tickets, reality show soccer team tickets are available. Uh, the first to know when there is a new uh, clickbaity story about MLS coming to San Diego, um, or the first to know when uh, your loyal are going to be selling tickets for uh, a U.S. Open Cup match where uh, only a thousand of us are going to get in. So join the Discord. Be the first to know. Uh, be part of this community. We we want you there. And um, stick around uh, if you are in the live chat. There will be a lounge at 9 p.m. Uh, that's in about 11 minutes from now. There, uh, if you are listening uh, at a later date, check your podcast feed because that uh, lounge will be up next in your feed. Um, John, is there anything that I missed that we have to touch on before uh, we give people a, a break? Uh, no, I think we hit everything that we needed to hit. I think it's time to wrap things up. Okay, great. Um, well, then, John, uh, tell people where can they find you. Um, they want to get in touch with you. Where can they find you? Your socials, wherever. Yeah, the best place to reach me is in Discord at John Cross. Okay. And Sal, what about you, sir? Uh, you got a Twitter handle. You're on... Where can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I think Discord's probably the easiest just because everyone's there. Uh, my name is Saar. It's the first two letters of my first name and my last name, S-A-A-R, um, and then Sal in parentheses. So that's where I'm at with, the, with everyone else. All right. I also am on the Discord, which I've been uh, telling everybody, every podcast I've been on <laughs> to get on. So I'm there under my name, Andrew Dyer. I'm also on Twitter, Andrew P. Dyer. Uh, follow me uh, while Twitter still exists. While I still have my uh, – while I am still – may or may not be notable i'm losing my notability on april 1st <laughs> we're going to have a ceremony on twitter we're going to bury my blue check um can't wait uh so yeah go follow me there um because elon's going to hide all my great tweets from you now but <laughs> anyway we'll be back in the lounge at at nine o'clock uh thank you so much cheers bye San Diego forever.